0: Every Wednesday during football season, we get the pleasure to welcome Mark Slareth, NFL and Fox Denver Sports to our show here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. That happens right now as Mark joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, before we get into the four teams that are still uh, on the field playing for a, a, a trip to the Super Bowl this weekend, uh, coaching searches in your neck of the woods and in our neck of the woods. I, I've seen the reports out there today that maybe the Broncos could name a new head coach as early as today. I'm very fascinated by their interest in David Shaw and if uh, if he's a real candidate for that job. I mean, what's the latest that, uh, of what you're hearing on the Broncos? Mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think David Shaw is a guy that, if you go back several years ago, um, had many opportunities to jump from college football to the NFL and turn them all down, and uh, and I think if you look at the last four years with the NIL deals and all the transfer portal and all that stuff, you know, Stanford is not going to play that game, they're not going to get competitive in that game, so... Um, It's going to be hard to win going forward at Stanford. And so, long story short, um, I think he's a legitimate candidate, even though the Broncos seem to be the only one that are interested in interviewing him. And a lot of the ownership group, from Greg Penner to Condoleezza Rice, they all have a connection with David Shaw. They all have that Stanford connection. So you know, I I think it's real. Now I would rather have, and I don't call them retreads. I I call them uh, certified pre-owned coaches. So I would uh, much rather have a certified pre-owned coach. Retread just sounds so bad, right? right. It sounds so negative. It does. So we're going certified pre-owned, and I, I would much. I'd much rather have a, a Dan Quinn who I know is uh, is interviewing in Arizona. I'd much rather have a guy, Sean Payton, somebody who's been there, who's done that, that uh, has learned from their past experiences uh, and, and been an NFL coach before.
2: All right, for an organization that really got soft and undisciplined and, and, and sort of lacked any direction, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're looking at guys like Dan Quinn, maybe Brian Flores, maybe D'Amico Ryans who are defensive guys, you're also bringing in in, uh, Sean Payton allegedly tomorrow, and I guess Frank Reich is out there. They're looking at offensive guys and defensive guys. Well, how, how to make sense, what should the Cardinals be looking at? Should they be looking at who is the best leader? What should they be looking at if they had to pare down their focus?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it really comes down for me who can build the best culture. Um and I, I think that's I think that's an issue that you have to really look at and culture like culture is not static, right? It's alive, it's moving and it's gotta be preached and worked on and it's gotta be lived on a day to day basis. And um so I I would look at who do I think builds the best culture and I just know um I know Dan Quinn personally. Dan Quinn is a phenomenal football coach. But he's one of the best culture builders you'll ever be around. He's one of the best people you'll ever be around. And you look at the way that defense in Dallas played, um, you know, and, and all the way into his Super Bowl that, uh, you know, was an abject disaster being up 28-3. to three. But in all of that, I think that Dan Quinn is a guy that, um, that me personally, I'd like to see him get hired here in Denver. So I think he's a guy that makes sense to me and that would do an extremely good job of – of connecting with players um, and demanding players. And so, you know, I've been around him enough and been around enough of his practices and watched how his players have responded to him to think that that would be a, a, a very wise choice. Um, but if you look at the playoffs, you guys, you know, going into the NFC Conference Championship games, you know, every guy that's coaching right now has an offensive background. Um, and you look at the playoffs in general, and most of the coaches in the playoffs have an offensive background. You know, Kyle Shanahan, obviously Zach Taylor. Um, you, you got Andy Reid. You've got uh, Nick Ceriani. Um You know, throughout the playoffs, it's, it's the offensive guys that seem to have a little bit of an advantage right now.
0: Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, Denver Sports, our guest here talking football on Wednesdays here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. About those championship games, the AFC championship game, we get a rematch of last year's contest, and it still seems like even though the Bengals are the defending conference champions, they don't get that respect to going into Kansas City with a banged up Patrick Mahomes. I think we might be looking at a repeat for the Bengals. What do you think, Mark?
1: yeah, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. Um like I, I and I am I'm the same way. Like when I played it was, you know, death taxes and you'd whip the Bengals ass. Like that was <laughs> those are the three certainties in life. And like I have to change my thought process and watching the Bengals and how well they were coached and how they mitigated three backup offensive linemen. Um that's an incredible job. I mean it's a really incredible job. So I look at I look at that and they have no fear. Um I think of Joe Burrow. When I think of Joe Burrow I think about the episode of uh South Park when Randy had a wheel around his testicles in a wheelbarrow. Um that's like that's how I think of Joe Burrow. So like he is he's the guy is unbelievable and they have no fear about going into Kansas City and I think they'll come away with a victory.
2: And the way he just runs a huddle, he's he, he looks so much like a, a young Joe Montana. He's got his hands in his pockets like he doesn't care. There's zero, zero anxiety coming from that guy in a football field.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think the other thing is, like... Obviously, he's not the most gifted athlete, and I love you know I love his snarkiness. Like I love the chip, even as a first overall pick, the chip on his shoulder about you know, hey guys, please pray for my tiny hands. I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, and all the all the stuff that he came out with, you know, hey, uh, make sure you get your refunds on those Buffalo tickets, you know. So I I love that aspect of him. The other thing I love, you know, accuracy and all that stuff, but his ability to climb the pocket. And, you know, with most young, especially young quarterbacks, most guys escape route. Like, they don't trust protection or they don't understand protection. So their escape route is out the back of the pocket. And so, you know, with defensive ends and the athletes that you have playing defense in today's game, that's usually a bad choice, and you escape outside the pocket, you get forced out of bounds, or you give up a sack, it's a nine-yard sack. That guy's ability to climb up into the pocket, like, I always say this about Brady, and I think the same is true for Joe Burrow, that guy is the best scrambler in football that never leaves the pocket. Like, he climbed in the pocket, understood where protection was, understood where it was going to open up, understood where he wasn't protected, climbed up to avoid it, and then threw a couple of dime pieces, one for a touchdown but i just thought were like i thought there the awareness the pocket awareness and uh, and his understanding of routes and route combinations and the defense and where guys are going to be where they'll come open i thought it was extreme like i thought it was just extremely well done and so it was really cool to watch that All
2: right, lastly the 49ers may have butchered the trading up for a quarterback and all the draft capital that required and still might make the super bowl what kind of organizational flex is- it to maybe get to the championship game with a third string quarterback
1: yeah it's i mean it's amazing and it goes to show you um how important it is to have players you know and i think in a day and age where we get so enamored by quarterback right and by quarterback skills and all this that and the other and it's important but um but you've gotta have, you've gotta have a system that you believe in that somebody can execute and you gotta have great players. And you can say that about Cincinnati as well. I think one of the things we get so enamored by you know joe burrow that we tend to forget that hey they made nice free agent acquisitions in trey hendrickson and bj hill and uh dj reader and uh they had great drafts with uh, a guy like logan wilson in the middle playing middle linebacker and you know and and jamar chase and t higgins and and boyd and, and you know, like they've done a really good job of building that roster around their quarterback and so um, I, I think that's one of the things with San Francisco, they've built an incredibly stout roster, an incredibly physical team, and they've got a unbelievable system that doesn't rely so much on receivers beating you one-on-one, it relies on your scheme, getting guys, scheming guys wide open, and those guys being such good competitive football players and when they make the catches you know they'll, they'll take an eight yard shallow cross or low cross and turn it into a 74 yard touchdown because that's what they do yep mark always a pleasure to talk to you uh,
0: enjoy the week we'll talk to you next week